Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. Today, the podcast is brought to you by Onnit. If you're not on it, get on it at onnit.com. I know everybody hears the same shit every week. Just go there, check out the website. You can buy <laughs> anything on there you want kettlebells, maces, battle ropes, supplements, all the stuff, onnit.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by USG Canada. They make some of the finest training gear in the sport of boxing and mixed martial arts. If you're looking for a custom walkout gear, hit up my boy Howie. Uh, it's Howie at USGCanada.com and, uh, and get something because it's fantastic. We're also brought to you by TKO Beards. I got another guy on the on the show today that's got a beard, so we'll show some product today. This is a beard conditioner. Anybody that's got a beard knows it's hard to maintain that shit and keep it from looking like a fucking hay bale. So you got to put some shit in it, products. You need oil, conditioners, shampoo, all that stuff. Go to TKO.com and get your shit. Um, and for all of the promo codes, you guys can go to Linktree forward slash the final shot podcast click click the link and it'll take you right to the website you don't even have to put the fucking promo code in i made it retard proof i'm not allowed to say that sorry i've made it dummy proof you guys can just go <laughs> go there and, and click a link and order your stuff and you get the discount right away um we're also brought to you by the clinch fight shop the best fight shop in edmonton alberta uh, you guys go there and make a purchase over $125. It's free shipping. Now, if anybody, I, okay, quick story. I tried to ship some hats today. Somebody bought some hats. Fucking shipping for two hats was $36. That's insane. It's more than I paid to make the hats. So if you're going to order something and you want it, it boxing, MMA, jiu-jitsu, doesn't matter, theclinchfightshop.com, over $125, and save yourself some money on shipping guys today my guest if you're on youtube you can see who they are if you're not um guest number one is uh top canadian heavyweight undefeated dustin Joinson, um just back from singapore and we're going to talk about that and uh it's probably going to get a little bit heavy and a little bit covety oh, yeah. <laughs> but dustin how's it going man <laughs> don't cough good man thank you for having me on the show uh, first time i have to apologize i probably should have had you on here a couple of years ago Oh, it's all good. I think um, I was told one time I was gonna, I was gonna go on the show with you after the contender series or contender series around that area, but the, a lot a lot of stuff happened then. It's probably yeah. depressed anyway. So I was I was hit up about it, and then I said yes. Send me a date and a time, and we'll get it done. And I never heard anything. Well, my management and I we kind of parted ways after that one. That was a different management group than I'm with now. Oh, you're here now, so it's all good. I've actually gone through a few, through, gone through a few different managements since uh, then. Actually, now that's usually where that kind of shit works. But guys, my second guest <laughs> is the top boss over at TFA. Uh, that's the Fitness Academy in Victoria, BC. Is also Dustin's head coach, Dave Pukey. Buddy, how's it going? It's been a while. What's going on, man? <clears throat> it's good to be here. Second time on. Yeah. 100th episode you didn't even say the 100th episode man that's the big news for you too i didn't uh this is episode 100 of the final <laughs> shot podcast all together this is episode 300 between the spice life podcast and the final shot podcast so yeah it's a it's a yeah. big day Sweet. pretty funny when i won my uh when i won my first canadian uh pro belt i got the the havoc spice of life belt did you you yeah, they remember like you guys. Uh, they apparently made you guys your own heavyweight or your own pro title. Oh yeah. And when I got it, actually, hold on, let's see if I can see it. 
I do remember that. That was that's awesome. Dustin's Dustin's memorabilia room there. That's where he put. That's the. Oh yeah. Let's see, let's see if I can. There it is. Show that up. It's like written right here. It says the spice of life on my belt. <clears throat> pretty 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 amazing. Um, and I kept thinking like when I got the belt, I'm like, are you guys sponsoring Havoc? I'm like, why? Why is this written on my belt? And then I realized no one else had it on theirs. And they're like, oh shoot, you guys got you got the spice of life belt. Like uh, that one was made specifically for them, so they actually wanted me to send it back, and I got a different one. But <laughs> but I did have your belt. That's awesome. I like that. Anyway, at least some <laughs> at least somebody cool got to wear it. Kept it in the family. That's right. <laughs> so. Yeah. You guys, Dustin, you were signed to One FC. Just recently, you jumped on airplane to go over to Singapore and get into oh a fist fight, and everything went sideways. Yeah, anything that could go wrong definitely did for sure. What I thought was going to be an amazing moment of my life turned out to be the worst moment of my life. Um, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> it's just it's hard to know where to start with this story. Like. Um, you know, I was so excited. December 26th on Boxing Day, I signed with uh, one championship. Here I am thinking I'm going to go make a name for myself, be this big sensation in Asia. Um, you know, um, was offered a few fights. I, I said yes to all of them. I, I had this fight camp. I had so many different things happened. I had three different opponent changes. I said yes to everyone. One of them was actually the third-ranked heavyweight in one championship. Who recently? Tanner, I, got, I got a funny. Belt. I got a funny story okay, about yeah. du- about Dustin's fight offers. Okay. That, oh, just God. so everyone, just so everyone knows, every when we went to Philadelphia, he's like, "Oh, I'm fighting. I got a fight." I'm like, "Okay." Like, no, like we have this option, that option. He's just like, "It's this guy." I go home and look at it. I'm like, type in his name. I'm like, oh, he's KOing Matt Mitchell. And I'm like, I'm like, did you look at any of the footage? He's like, no. I'm like, all right. He's like, I signed the contract. I'm like, all right, we're going to Philadelphia. And then, then when he gets signed to one, and it's every single opponent they offer us. It's like number three. We're just like, yep, yep. So just to let everyone know, Dustin doesn't turn a single person down. Ever since we've started training, he's been with me. It's been yes, 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 yes. So at this well, point, at this point, though, are we having the contract sent to Dave and not Dustin now? It gets sent to both both of us now. The first one, I was like, you know what? All right, we signed the contract, so we're going to Philly. But I let I ultimately, you know, if it, I think Dustin can beat anybody. So yeah, I look at people's fight footage. I don't tend to watch a lot of it because I I I don't want to psych myself out. Like I I get sick watching it, like um, watching my opponent knocking out other guys or, or doing well in fights. I'm like. I'll, wa- I'll watch if I feel like they're moving slow. If I feel like there's a few errors, like I can beat them. I can beat them. And then I don't even say anything else after that. I'm like, I tell Dave, I'm like, we got this guy. And Dave always looks, he's always got this nervous look on his face. Like, he's like, oh, man, I don't know, man. I think we should think about this. I'm like, I've already signed it, man. Contract's already signed. I'm like, we can beat this guy. <laughs> I don't care. I just want I just want to get in there. And I'm like, uh... so, yeah, I did everything I could. To make this fight happen with that like fight opponents were offered injuries and in, in my fight camp happened like it was not a very great fight camp to say the least uh you know with covid and everything trying to find guys that would even come in to train was hard 
-hmm. I had maybe one training, uh, one sparring session, (laughs) the whole two month um, training session. Lots of cardio, though. So much wrestling. Uh, We we recently got a guy who's like a national level wrestler, heavyweight, Sean Molly. Mm -hmm. Just such a phenomenal wrestler and crazy cardio, good good pace. And yeah, he was killing me for two months. but my cardio got so good because of it. And my defensive wrestling, at the very least, became amazing. So grateful to have him and still have him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, uh, so then let's fast forward to uh, travel day. We got COVID <laughs> tests. We got some negative. We got negative COVID tests. This is where the flaw is with these 72 fucking hour COVID tests. We get these 72-hour COVID tests on the Tuesday before we fly. So here we are thinking we're good to go. And then travel day comes, and I'm like, we're on it. We, well, we go over to Vancouver. So, Dustin, I'm like, I kind of feel like – go ahead. Yeah. From, from the very beginning, it was like 6 a.m. Friday morning. Um, Dave comes to my house, and he's like, you know, man, I'm not feeling good about this COVID test in Singapore. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling – feeling kind of rough but i'm like i'm thinking you're stressed we're traveling it's going to be a long day of traveling man. i'm a nervous flyer too i'm also paranoid of flying. we got to so go to like, the ferry mm-hmm. our our flight is until 2 p.m or something like that it's gonna we fly 12 hours or whatever it is 11 hours i think to tokyo and then another eight hours to um to singapore and Flying, as you know, it just wears you out, especially that long on a plane. Yes. Uh, so, you know, we land. He's Dave's looking a little rough, <laughs> to say the least. And, like, I didn't think much of it. I'm just thinking, like, he's tired. We've been up for 30-something hours here, flying around <laughs> and doing whatever. Felt the same when I went to Thailand. Exactly the same feeling. Oh, Dustin Freeze, hopefully. We get in our, our, our van to go to the our one. And Dustin, you got to rewind a little bit. The one thing that blew me away, and with, oh yeah, sorry. There, so, you're, you're we, back. Now. You froze for a second. You're start, back. Start again. You're back now. Oh, um, <laughs> so after our flight and everything, think of where I left off. Um, we landed. Landing. COVID swabs. Yeah. So we. One thing we didn't realize until we were actually on the plane with one championship is we were not ever allowed to be leaving our hotel the entire time we were there. So I'm thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to Singapore. This is going to be an amazing trip. We're going to go have fun. We'll train a few days. We'll go outside, explore the city, whatever. Nope. We find out on the plane ride over there. It's like we're looking, <laughs> we're looking at the itinerary details. It's like cannot leave the hotel at all i'm like how the fuck like, oh, that's amazing is. so <laughs> so we get there and we do our COVID test and we're thinking we're sharing a room because as far as i was told it was a two-bedroom room we share the room like every other fight i've ever had in my life um and, and the second we got to the hotel after our, our COVID test they separated us they're like okay you guys are isolating different rooms um for two days when your tests come back negative you guys can hang out and then use the facilities in the hotel so i'm like wow that's kind of weird like it's from the second we got there we were separated 
And then, um, yeah, so. Um, that's where it all started going downhill. That, that's where it all went, oh, for sure. Um, so to make, Justin, to make the story even like to, we didn't see a lick of Singapore, Tanner. We got COVID tested into one little like ambulance fanny thing to the one championship hotel to our room. So we have not set foot on a street in Singapore. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Aside, aside from driving through the city for 20 minutes at 10 or no, it was like one in the morning to go to our hotel. That's, that's about the most we saw it. I will have to admit though, the view from my room was pretty incredible. I was, uh, up on like the 15th floor or something like that overlooking the city. So it was a good view, but yeah. So I tested negative. We, we did our tests. Um, oh, and then, we yeah, the more in the next morning, the next morning, um, I don't remember. I was like, why have I not, why have we yeah. not met up yet? And he's like, Oh, there's something so, wrong with your uh, COVID swab. Dave was uh, kind life. of, Dave was losing his patience. So he, he phoned in ahead of time to ask what was going on. Like, how can we haven't got our results? Cause apparently Everyone else on the flight's results had come back in saying negative, but there were some complications with his. And then uh, a few hours later, he gets the call saying that he tested positive. What? But I tested negative. So I'm thinking, okay, great. And then he's phoning me. He's like, oh, dude, they're, they're sending me off to a hospital. i got to go to the hospital. And I don't know what's going on at this point. I don't know if I'm fighting or what's going on. Cause like if my corner is going and then the next day before anything, they did a COVID test on me, but then they also sent me to a new holding facility. So this, my third day in Singapore, I've been there for two already locked up in a hotel room. Now they're sending me to this other hotel. And when I get there, I didn't know how long I'd be there. But when I got there, they, they gave me this piece of paper saying, oh, you're going to be here until the 18th. And I'm thinking the 18th, like it's the third. <laughs> or at this point, I guess it was like the fifth. So I'm like, what do you mean the 18th? And then they're like, oh, sir, if you could come this way and choose your food options for what you'd like to eat for dinner and lunch. And the food options were Western and Asian. <laughs> and I was like, um, I, don't, I really don't care which one I eat. I just don't like seafood personally myself they're like oh okay well is that because that's an allergy i was like no i just i don't like seafood so whichever one the one they're like well sir you just you have to choose a western or asian anyways i just kept telling them no seafood of course when dinner gets brought up that night they gave me a call right before dinner and they're like sir both options of western and asian are both seafood i'm like perfect i'm like i guess i'll pass on dinner um <laughs> And then the next night, it turned out to be the exact same. So I had to pass on dinner for two nights in a row. Um, at this point, Dave, you can explain where you went. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we all, I knew it was going downhill from my, when I got there. Like we said, I'm like, I don't know, man. I got a fucking headache. And we're in the, well, this is before we got shipped. It's the second day we get wake up. So I'm like in my room. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm fine. I'm going to drink some pre-workout and do like a hotel workout this is before i got my results back so i'm like shadow boxing doing some sort of air squats and then i cranked my shower up to have a steam room and i got out of the shower and i was like all right something's not something's not right here i'm feeling pretty fucked up and then i'm like i call the guy like does i'm like so can we uh get into it we go share rooms now and the guy's like yeah there's something wrong with one of the tests and i'm like is this where i jump off my balcony now or in 20 days 
<clears throat> and I'm like, oh, fuck. It's me. I fucking, something's wrong. And then he's like, they call me back. I'm just waiting for this. Not, the people call me back. She's like, yeah, uh, sir. Yeah, you've tested positive. And I'm like, right on. Uh, she's like, yeah, we'll be sending an ambulance at 5 p.m. So at this yeah. point, I'm like, holy fuck, how do I get back on that plane? Uh, and they pick me <laughs> up in this ambulance with these, like, there's like four of these, Fili- no, not Philippines, sorry, Singapore people in hazmat suits. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And there's some, another two other fighters with me. And we go in this hotel, we get thrown in this, like, uh, down in this, like, where the garbage chute is in this hotel. We get put in this, like, van. And it was, the, I wish I would have got on my phone. It's like these two guys in hazmat suits bumping the baby like rap music <laughs> with the with with the sirens on and i don't know where the fuck i'm going i'm like how and i said to my girlfriend like, how did i not video of that and then we get to this other place and now i'm at a hospital i'm like all right sweet and they i like dozens of them walking this hallway into this room and it's just a hospital bed tv and a, and a window to look at the other people in the hospital next to me and there's this piece of paper yeah. on the desk and I, I look at this piece of paper and i'm like i like walk in i'm like like Singapore hospital, private hospital, seven like the first seven days. And I like look at the fucking price and I almost felt fainted. I'm like, do I have to pay for this? Because <laughs> I'm fucking all good. Uh, put me out on the street if that's the case. And then these guys come $12, in. $12,000. And- what? Yeah. Yeah. 12, 12 G's, bro. Seven, seven days. Uh, seven days. Insane. Well, I think it was like. Yeah. Over six hundred and something, six hundred and fifty dollars a day, or something like that. Who paid for that? Same. Promotion. Uh, well, <laughs> every time, so I went to five or six different holding facilities, and every time they always called me and said, "So who who pays? How you pay?" And I'm like, "One championship, one championship. Just don't even talk to me. Talk to them. One championship." <laughs> I am not paying for any of this crap. I like, yeah. So, so when I got to the, the hotel, um, at this point, I was still negative as far as we all knew. And they're locking me up in this room. They're saying I'm there to the 18th. I actually did have the only one place I was there for two or three days, and I actually had a bathtub in my room. So I was pretty pretty stoked on that. Um they came in there, and then they put a, a tracking device on my wrist so I could not leave the room. They, they set up a motion box for, like, the perimeter and then put a, a tracking device on my wrist. I was like, oh, perfect. The next morning, I get a phone call saying that I tested positive um, from my previous. I think I took the, the COVID test on the 5th. It was now, like, the 7th or something like that. And they're saying I tested positive, which I didn't feel that bad. That's what I was saying. I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, how did I test positive? But it wasn't until later on that night is where I kind of felt the effects of COVID. And for me, it really wasn't that bad. Like, I, one day where it was only bad at all, and it was basically just uh, I had the shivers, like cold. I was so cold. I could not warm up for the life of me. Um, I just remember I was wearing a full sweatsuit, just under my under my blanket, just shivering my ass off. And I would just uh, I'd go to the bathtub, fill it up with hot water. I took five baths that night. Just uh, <laughs> take a bath, overheat, <laughs> go back, put my sweats on, lay under the covers. I'd be sweating so bad, and that was it. The night, every two or three hours, I would just rinse and repeat. 
that cycle Jesus. until the morning. And then the morning came and I actually felt good. I felt fine. Like, um, that's the thing. Like, COVID is a very hot subject for a lot of people. Yeah. And I was, me, over in, I was over in I my just, room dying. What, what were your <laughs> symptoms then, Dave? Like, yeah, I, you had it worse? Well, fuck. I don't think the – so the doctors didn't help. They're like, <clears throat> we're in this hospital. We obviously we're like, it's everything's pretty foreign so it's a little it's a little weird you're like you know and this guy comes in he's like super nice though one thing about the first place we went to medical staff super nice but like i'm like why am i in a hospital like i don't have fucking flesh-eating disease like and the guy comes in he's like oh my name is like, like you do yeah he's like he's like my name is yawn i'm a infectious disease doctor and i'm sitting there in a hospital bed thinking like okay i'm feeling a little shitty i got a pound and headache but i've had millions of headaches from like various reasons and then I'm like, and I'm got a bit of a fever, and then this, and then this, there's again four of them come in, they start taking my blood, and I'm like, all right, this is getting a little extreme, and then, a twelve hours goes by, it's like my second day in this hospital, uh, and they come back in, like, all rushing in with this chest X-ray machine, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on here, and the doctor's like, well, yeah, we I just got you, we got, we got your blood work back, sir, and you have a very high viral dose. So I'm sitting here like, holy fuck, am I going to die? I don't know. Like, you know, they're, they're making it seem like I got like, I'm like, and I'm like, then I'm like, oh, my breathing does feel a little weird. I'm like, so they do this chest x-ray. And I was like, for three, it's for like three psychological. days. It's like psychological. Yeah. Yeah. They started fucking with me. I'm like a high viral dose. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, you have it really bad. I'm like, oh, great. So and he's like, like a, and he's like days yeah. and he's like day six or seven, it can take a turn to the worst. So I'm sitting here like, holy fuck, oh, I don't yeah, know what yeah, day yeah. it is. So I'm calling Dustin. I'm like, Dude, this guy's trying to keep me here for fucking even longer. And then I so for a few nights, like I'm in a, a I'm in a hospital bed. It's like this wide. And then, you know, it's like it ain't comfy. So I woke up like drenched in sweat a few nights, and then I'm finally feeling better on like day three, probably or probably day five, actually. And I'm like, I wake up and I like, ordered this like little coffee thing, like a Starbucks coffee. And I'm like, I just sent a picture to Dustin. Cause like the things you would get were very few far between of any sort of enjoyment. I make this coffee and I'm like, I go to drink it. And it's just like boiling water. Lost all my taste and smell. I was lucky enough. I didn't have that happen. I, I, mean, I kept to all be my honest, senses, it was like so. a seven, seven out of 10, just like just a bad, it was like for three to no, for two nights, I was pretty fucked up. Like, but nothing like I haven't had before. Just like soaking wet and sweat. That was the biggest yeah. fe- fever nights, and headache. It was like one and a half days of the chills for me. And the rest of the time, it was just like uh, maybe three days following of just feeling really weak. Like uh, yeah. having a bit of phlegm in my throat where I just had to <clears throat> keep clear my throat. Like I felt like every time I try to talk or, or say something, I'd have to clear my throat a lot. Like that was as far as breathing interruptions go, that was it for me. Um, but yeah, it's funny because like originally. Oh, he cut out again. It's a, it's a great still shot of this face too. The 18 <laughs> and like, let's go, let's go before this. Um, we'll, we'll go a bit back to the beginning. Like, um, and I tested negative. Uh, I knew they, like I thought they'd hold them for 14 days and I would be leaving on like whatever the 10th or the 9th or whatever I was supposed to schedule. And I was trying he was to gonna fight, by the way. Dustin like, was still gonna fight after that. Remember? You're like originally originally he's like he's yeah, like, yeah, but like solidarity. I was I was like He's like, I'm not fighting oh, if you yeah, can't yeah. be in my corner. I'm like, I'm it, like, it dude, just we're feels weird. Like, feel, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm like, you must do it, it for us. Weird, like, um... Go ahead. Go ahead, Dustin. Yeah. Um, trying to think. <laughs> now he cut me off so many times. Uh, <laughs> so like, uh, when he first tested, when he first tested positive, I was, I knew he'd have to stay because they, uh, Singapore has like one of the longest quarantine holding. I didn't know that at the time either. Um, so I figured he'd be there till like the 18th. And I'm trying to ask the promotion because here I tested negative. I was like, yo, man, I don't care. Like, <laughs> Dave's like, He's my bro. Like, let me let me hang with him. I will quarantine with him in his hotel. If we can hang out. Like, I don't want to leave Dave in his hotel uh, by himself, you know, for that long and me leave and go home and whatever. And then the next day, it turns out that I'm positive. And then I'm told I'm going to be there till like the 26th. So, like, I'm like, okay, never mind. It went from me trying to like, <laughs> be nice and hang out with Dave, Dave in his hotel room to now I'm going to be there. Like at this point, I didn't know how long Dave was scheduled to be there. He eventually did tell me that he was going to be there till the 22nd. And then I got cold the 26th. Every time we talked to somebody, it was a different date. Like, man, we are kind of going out of our minds. I couldn't believe we were actually going to go home until I saw a ticket and the tickets were three days before we actually flew out. But you know, the first day we get there, I'm thinking I'm leaving on the 10th, and then I'm told the 18th, and then I'm told the 23rd, and then I'm told the 26th, and every, that's what I mean. Like, every time it was something different, and, you know, we're foreigners. We're not from this country. It's kind of scary to think that, like, I have no control. The government's just kind of like, you're going to go here, you're at this hotel, and to this hotel, and then you're going to this hospital, and then we're sending you to this hotel, uh, another hospital. And then we're sending it to this quarantine resort. And it's just, you have no control over anything you do. It's just, you're going here, you're going here, you're going here. You have no time or say in where you're going, what you're doing, what you're eating. The food there was atrocious everywhere you went. It was terrible. Um, but if we're going to continue with uh, me being at the one hotel and him being in the hospital, I eventually did test positive. Yeah. And then... So I was told they were going to move me to the hospital. So now I'm taking an ambulance ambulance to the hospital. I'm like, dude, I'm fine. You don't need to get an ambulance. You can just put me in a car. Um, but no, they have to. And funny thing about that. Damn it, he cut out again. Just as it was getting good, Dave, he cut out. I know. Vegas, Philadelphia, and now Singapore. <laughs> the Vegas, when, when I got poked in the eye, um, for precaution in the back on a stretcher to go get my eye checked out. Um, Dustin's got the worst internet of all time, I think. I was going to say, I think he might be using dial-up. I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on. So as we're waiting for Dustin to, to come back in, Dave, the treatment that um, that you guys received over there, it didn't look great, and it looked kind of scary, actually. Like, coming from a bunch of guys that fight people, it, the the treatment was terrifying. So this is where I was going to say, uh, to explain the situation a little better. So Dustin, so how he said, yeah, so what happened was go. he got tested. He, he, he tested, when he tested positive, that's symptom, as soon as your symptom onset, that's when, say if he didn't show symptoms, he tested positive for COVID, but he had no symptoms until day six. 
they start your 23 days, which is the only place in the world that has a 23, only place in the fucking world that has a 23 day quarantine is Singapore. Wow. And mm -hmm. so from his first fever, they are like, oh, you have a fever, even though it's four days after. Well, we're going to tack on 23 days from that day. So when he, when this, this doctor comes in and asks me, I see this thing, like I'm like fucking 25th, bro. What are you talking about? He's like, well, you said you you had your first symptom on Saturday. I'm like, and then I'm like, tried to play it all cool. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I'm like, I actually think I had a headache the day after my set. Like I just fucking, at this point I was like, I'll say oh, anything yeah. to fucking make it. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, Oh really? He's like, well, we can't lie about this here in Singapore. I'm like, don't worry, dude. It's, it's the truth. So, legit. so we're, we're in this hospital and Dustin's four days behind me, but because we have no symptoms, the treatment was okay. Like you're asking Tanner in that hospital, but then so he's like, okay, you guys are good. There's no symptoms. It's like day seven. He's like, we're going to release you. And this nurse comes up to me and he's like, I'm like, so where are we going next? He's like, he's like, oh, it's really nice. Really, really nice. So I'm thinking like, I'm calling Dustin. He's in the room next. We were packing our bags. Like finally we get to see some like nice, a nice fucking hotel room or Something, you know what I mean? Instead of this hospital bed, so we pack our bags. The bright vision, thing. the bright vision. So we, yeah, we go. It's called Bright Vision Hospital. We're in there. I'm googling it. Still, we get in this van, another van transfer. I'm in the van, and I'm like, dude, can we open the fucking windows? No, can't even open the windows in the van. Fresh air is. We haven't. Ha we haven't had fresh air in like eight days or something like that. Haven't like breathed the fresh of. Jesus Christ. So we're on our. Crazy. So we're on our way to this hospital, and here we are. This nurse, and he was actually a nice guy. The like the dude nurse. Yeah, it was cool. He was a beauty. So I'm thinking like, I'm like, Dawson, we're going to get somewhere. It's going to be, it's not going to be that bad, man. We're going to go like seven, 17 more Little days. Little did we know. This is where, this, this is where the story takes the turn. We get in there. This like, is where the downfall of all I'm of like, it. I'm like, I'm looking at this white, white building. I'm like, I don't see any fucking balcony on that building. And then like, we go in this gate and we get in this hospital. We walk, we go up this elevator and it's like, you know, in the movies where it looks like a mental institution, it's like pitch white. And you get in there oh, and yeah. it's 35, it's 35 degrees in Singapore. So it's fucking humid and hot as hell. We get in this place, we start walking this hallway and all the nurses are like peeking out. Like they've never seen two big white guys before. <laughs> and then we're walking down the hallway and they, we open this door we're, we're mind you, we're also with like six dudes from India who all have COVID and it's like <laughs> the door we, we walk in, we're thinking we're going to see this nice hotel room. The door is open and it's like this wave of heat comes out of this room Oh yeah, and the fan and the fans are so loud. And it was like literally like a mental institution of 16 hospital beds with bars on the windows and two toilets. And I'm thinking, yeah. Oh, and no air conditioning. And it's like your balls. You, are you, you, it's hard to visualize it. You've got to search Dave, um, Dave's Instagram and look at those pictures. Like it just doesn't do it justice. It's like 16 hospital beds. We're all sharing this one room. They, they put Dave and I beside these, like four other East Indian guys. And then there's on the other side of the room, there's like an open room with two open beds. And Dave's like, why are we not over there? He's like, oh, do you, do you want to be over there? I'm like, yeah, I want to be over there. Man. I don't want to be next to these guys. No offense to them. But like, I didn't want to be in a room with any other people to begin with, yet alone Dave. Like, I mean, Dave was the only guy I was hoping to, to room with. And now we're stuck in this 16-bedroom um, with these bunch Nightmare. of other guys two washrooms like there's only two like and i mean like like bathroom stalls like not like a washroom it's just like it's open everyone can see into it it's just like an open stall in your room um this is prison oh it, it, well, so, it so there's bar, a video dustin's, bars dustin's on the taking windows. a video <laughs> dustin's taking a video and in his video he's like the girl's like you, oh sir you have to wear your mask 
inside this room 24 7 oh you can God. hear me in dustin's video be like send us to fucking jail lady like yeah. at least they'll let us outside for inside dude there was an east the east indian dude the one guy they at this point they knew they were i think they were a little afraid of me and dustin they wouldn't come over and say anything to us these east indian dudes there's one dude laying down on his bed having a nap with a mask on bro in a hospital room Guys, My attitude went from like being somewhat happy and optimistic to like the most irritable dick you'd ever seen. Like I was like, get away from me. I was ready to lose my <laughs> shit on everybody. Anyone that came came near me. I was like, don't touch me, don't talk to me. I mean, you know, I'm stuck in this prison. It actually had bars on the windows. Like, you had to boil the water. Prison. Remember that? To br- drink oh our God. water. You couldn't get a cold cup of water. They would bring these like water, these like little like old plastic water jugs full of boiling water in to drink. What? So about the water, it's funny. I think I cut out there for a bit. So my Wi-Fi sucks here. So I turned the Wi-Fi off and now I'm just using data. Um, before I actually met up with Dave in the hotel, I was at the hotel um, at, the, at the hotel that put the tracking device on my bracelet or my wrist. Sorry. Um, there was no water in the room. So I phoned the front desk. And I'm like, can I get some water? And they're like, oh, sorry, sir. We're like an eco-friendly um, hotel. We don't believe in water bottles. But you can boil the water in the sink and drink that. I'm like, boil the water in the sink. Like, this is what it's come down to. And I'm like losing my mind. The only thing that kind of was a saving grace for this whole trip was one championship. There's this one guy named Alan. I don't know his last name. Um, that he would order, he would order us food and supplies, and I'm like, I messaged right away. I'm like, Alan, I need like six liters of water up in here, like right now. And this is right before I turned or tested positive. After I tested positive, yeah, they like they put me in an ambulance and they sent me to the same hospital as Dave. Little did I know, it was literally thirty second drive from where I was in the hotel. I'm thinking I'm like so far away from this hotel. It's across the street. So <laughs> we did we did finally see each other for a brief moment. And even that was pretty funny because like my room was across from his room and there was a door. Um, but anytime we opened the door to see each other, they'd get mad at us and like, oh no, close the door. Shoot the, sh- shut the door. That's You can't do that. And I'm like, no one's even in here. Like, why can I not just stand with my door open or even go to his room to hang out? Yeah. I can't walk five steps across the hallway to go hang out with Dave when we're both positive patients of COVID. Not of it made any sense. And then, okay, so fast forwarding it, we're in this Bright Vision hospital. The whole, the fact, the one thing that bugs me about the whole COVID thing and, you know, the whole wearing mask thing is especially at that point is what is COVID? It's like a respiratory disease, right? Like it's it's a flu, whatever. Yeah. But it messes with your breathing. I'm like, and now you want me to constrict my breathing even further when it's like sleep with a mask on. Sleep with one. It's 30, 35 degrees in this room. So stuffy, so humid. There's a thousand fans blowing on you from up top down to the side. So you know, there's like wind constantly in your face. You're putting this mask on, and it's restricting your breathing even more. I'm like. What is, how does that make any sense? It's like, how does, like, that? that's COVID. It's like, um, you can't breathe, so we're going to put a mask on you, turn the heat up real high, and make it even harder to breathe when you're already having problems breathing, so. 
So you guys, you are, know, you guys yeah. are stuck in the shit. You got masks on inside with other people that have tested positive for COVID while you're oh, COVID we did positive. Not have masks on. But, but that's what they want you to do. It makes no fucking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking sense. So it's dumb. Now, did one FC ever, other than this down motherfucker, Allen, did one FC go to bat for you guys and try to get something done? Um, not really. I don't know if there was a lot they could do. There, there's these two people I was really talking to. One was Alan. The other one was called. I called Sophia. the Canadian Embassy. My girlfriend did. <laughs> yeah. When we when we got to Bright get us Vision, out of here, man. Like, we got to that Bright Vision place. My show, babe. Get us the fuck. I'm like, call fucking. I don't know whatever Justin Trudeau. I don't give a shit. Like he would do anything, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Call someone, and she's uh, like, I called them, babe. She's like, I called them, and all the Canadian Embassy said is. We're pretty much in Singapore's hands. Oh, jeez. It was oh, terrible. Because like, you're Canada. at the mercy of the government there. Like, there's nothing you can do. Like, um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I, I reached out to Sophia. She's like, oh, we're going to do everything we can to try to get you moved. They did nothing. Like, not for me, at least. Um, the next day, they actually phoned Dave because if you want to go into the story of <laughs> of Dave being four days four ahead days. of me, four days ahead of me in quarantine time. So they actually took him to a resort the next Tanner, day. I, Dustin, you got to let me tell Tanner this. So, I, oh, so God. Like, the girl comes in, she's like, you're moving. And I'm like, really? So I'm like, and I'm like, can Dustin come? She's like, no, he, she, he has to be here for four more days. And I was like, at this point, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if he's going to make it here four more days. Like, <laughs> I get in this car, and all I can think about is Dustin. And they've recently turned on this one. Oh, by the way, in that story of the fans, the guy's like, oh, it's not, uh-huh. it's not cold enough. I'm going to turn on this fan that's like one of those, what's those boats? Eight, eight what, feet. It's like yeah, an like eight-foot the... fan that sounds like a helicopter. So it's so loud in this place. <laughs> These people take me off, and I here I am thinking like, I'm like, is Dustin's got to be like, I can't, you can't really describe Four how more shitty days. this place is. Oh my God. Unless you've seen it. No. And then that's, I didn't hear from Dustin for four days. They sent me to this, I get to this place, this resort, it's called D resort. This is where we ended up finally like day 16. Okay. Well, day 12, 13 yeah. for me. And, uh, we get, I get to this place and it's, a, it's of course that you're in like a resort with a water park, but they take you to the back little area and then just stick you in a hotel room and that way, I didn't see yeah. Dustin for four days. Didn't hear I'm, from him. I'm stuck in this this godforsaken nightmare of a place. I've never been more depressed in my entire like. I felt so defeated. You know what I mean? Like, I found out Dave's leaving, and I'm stuck in this place for another four days. The first night was impossible to sleep. Um, I can't sleep without, you know, I have a hard time sleeping this summer with the heat and all that stuff as as it is. And then you're just sleeping in 35 degree weather, you know, um, and a thousand fans on you. And not only that, like the 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 four East Indian guys were on the other side. They've never heard of headphones. I swear to God, each one of them blasting different types of music, different types of like talking, whatever, watching TV shows so loud. And up until like, you know, 12, like midnight, like every night. Um, none of them would shut off the lights because it's 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 a room, a shared room, right? So there's there's lights on at all times of the night. So I kept getting mad because there's like this red line that you're not supposed to pass, and that's where the light switches are. 
but I didn't care. I just, I kept going over there, turning the lights off. Like, I just want to be in the dark. And then when Dave finally left, my depression went so far. Like, um, I remember waking up the next morning. I'm just like laying in bed. My, my eye just like drained in my head because I hadn't slept all night. I'm just... <laughs> I remember trying to talk to my wife and I just had no energy to talk. And like, and that's, I didn't talk to Dave. I didn't talk to anybody like, uh, you know, I was just so tired at this point. We'd already been in Singapore for two weeks, like 10, 10 days, 10 days, 10, 11 days. And there was only so much hearing. Oh, hang in there, man. Like things will look up. <laughs> like you can do it. There's only so much of that I could hear before it's like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Like, you know, um, I don't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> so I turned my phone off. I turned everything off. And I'm just sitting here dying miserably. I hadn't slept in two nights. It got to the point where I had to ask the doctor for sleeping pills. I'm like, like oh. I'm like, look, man, I haven't slept in like two nights here. I'm I'm vibrating, like I'm shaking so bad. When I try to sleep, I get RLS, like restless leg syndrome. My legs vibrating, it's going nuts. Like I'm, I'm pacing the floors. I'm literally losing my mind. Like, um, and then three times a day, nurses would come up to you. Three or four, it was like four, three or four times a day, nurses would come up to you. They, they wouldn't even ask you. They just grab you, throw like a blood pressure thing on you, stick, um stick a thermometer in your ear and they're so aggressive about it. Like I remember just shoving, shoving this thing in my ear, like it hurt. And that was like the final straw. Mm. The, the day, the day after Dave left, I lost, I snapped it. and I told the, I told the nurse, I'm like, don't can touch me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, well, we have to make sure you're okay. I'm like, I'm okay, man. I'm like, if I'm not okay, I will tell you if I'm not okay. And then the, the doctor comes in and she wants to talk to me. She's like, what's this I hear about you not wanting to get your temperature and blood? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, don't touch me. I'm like, if unless I'm dying here and I need your help, I'm like, seriously, I'm like, don't come and touch me. So then they, they did stop, which, thank God, I was just so irritable. And then four days later, which felt like a lifetime in that place, so five days in total, they finally moved me to the resort with Dave. <laughs> and not even with Dave. They actually, when when we were going there, we were told that we would be sharing a room, which was fine. Um, but then when, when I got there, <laughs> they put us in separate rooms. And at this point, I had just been in the heat for five days and so depressed anyways that it was kind of nice to have a night by myself in an air-conditioned place. I just, I remember having the air-conditioned cranked and I just, slept all day because i hadn't slept in like four or five days from being in that place and then the next day we looked into seeing if we could room together because i'd only seen dave dave for that one day like that was the the one day we spent in bright vision uh <laughs> was the only day that we'd actually seen each other the whole time we'd even been in singapore other than opening the door across the hall and and seeing each other so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I like, I phoned the front desk and I'm like, look, I'm supposed to be rooming with Dave. Like what's going on? And they're like, okay. They called Dave. And then 
Hey Dave, what what did they tell you on the phone? Yeah, so so the girl's like, well, at first, like Dustin said, it was kind of nice having your own place. I'm like, well, this isn't bad. But I'm like, we can't hit pads, we can't train, like you know what I mean. I'm like, she's like, do you want to share a room? I'm like, yeah, let me think about it. And then I'm like, because I said to Ash, I'm like, well, it's nice to have your own space, but then I'm glad, really glad we did because it made the, it help. But it was like, I'm like, let me think about it. She calls me back. She's like, so have you thought about it? I'm like, yeah. She's like, would you still like to share a room? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, because if not, we're going to put someone else with you in your room. I'm like, some <laughs> random fucking person, some random COVID positive person sleeping in a hotel room. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, just send me over there. So you I'm know, like, I'm standing That's there. what I mean. It's bad enough in the bright vision, but at least that was a big room. There, Those guys were far away from me. Could you imagine being stuck in your bedroom? with another person that you've never met and that is COVID positive and having to share that room and everything else with that person, someone you've never met. I can't even wrap my head around that. Like, that's just like, you know, what if they snore? What if they have sleep apnea? What if they like do some crazy shit? There's no way I would, there's no way I would let someone even get past the front door to share a damn room with me. No. <laughs> My God, what, I would what, kick their ass out so fast. Dude, like, I don't care if it's against rules. No one's coming in here with me except Dave. I'm not and as nice Tanner, as you we, guys. I'm not. Ahead. I'm not as nice as you guys. I've done some time in some not so nice places. And first things first, I would have punched those fucking East Indians out because that's rude. Oh, dude, I know it was. It took a lot. I'm too nice, and I've always been told that. Like, uh, <laughs> I remember my wife being on the phone with me. Dustin is the most patient guy you'll ever meet in your life. Just let you know. She could hear. She could hear the the music from the other side of the room, and she's like, "Is that them?" And she's like, "Why don't you go say something?" I'm like, "I just, I don't know. (laughs) I just don't have it in me to like be confrontational at times, unless someone's like touching me, like provoking me, like directly, like the nurse is touching me and stuff. That's the only time I really get up in arms about like, don't touch me." I'll say things like that, but it's like they're over there being loud. I can tune it all out. I just put in my headphones and I'm like, I don't even hear it anymore. I just put my headphones in, put music on. Oh, to be oh yeah. Like I up. am super patient. I once waited in line for seven and a half hours for a video game. No. Um, so, you know, if I can handle that, most things I can handle. Um, Let, let's fast yeah. forward to you guys. You guys get in the room together. You're able to hit pads. You're having a couple tater tots a day. I seen the oh meals. My you, God. They were terrible. You got a you got a half a sandwich with the crust cut off. It's shitty. But yeah, I didn't understand that. They kept giving me like every meal for breakfast or lunch. They'd give you a slice of Wonder Bread with the crust cut off. Like, what's up with the crust? I actually like the crust. Dustin, and... your opponent. Who you who are you supposed to fight? He's fighting right now on YouTube on on one just. I don't want to say it, but I want to watch this. At the moment? Really? It's Did starting. Yeah, so if we if we all turn our YouTube on right now, it's, he's fighting that rude rube, that big black <laughs> that wrestler. Huge, huge, the huge, the, the African, oh, yeah, like the... But, yeah, well, you, yeah, to go on about you, the food, Tanner, it was like, if we... So you couldn't... Our balcony, we had a balcony, so things were looking up right now. But then if you <laughs> want to go up the if you want to go up the front door, like you know, you you exit your hotel room door. There's about you can see the railing, and then there's all the other hotel rooms. And then if you you these people would take for a, an hour to bring our food, so we would go out. Literally, I'd open though, the door. Literally. Not I, even he's not I'd even op- joking. 
I'd open the door to look for the food and there was this, there would always be some girl in a hazmat suit and they would walk. And if they saw you go out your hotel room, this is what they would do every time. They'd go like this and they would like fly into the railing. Like, like you had some sort of fucking Africa, like some sort of Singaporean flesh eating disease, bro. It was wild. And this is, we're talking like day 17 where it's like, you can't transmit this whole experience yeah. is insane. Now, the the main question I'm going to have, does this spoil your experience sure. with one championship and your relationship with them now? So, yeah, and that's a huge thing. I, I haven't told anyone yet, but, you know, I was down there for, from the moment I left my house to the time I came back, it was, only, it was like 26 days. It was... Um, it was a long time. Yeah. So, and then I found out after all this stuff, they wouldn't pay me my show money. Not like they wouldn't even pay me my show money. For, it's like I did everything I could for this fight. I came in injured. I came in like uh, I, I accepted three different opponents that they had. No matter what, I did everything I could to make this fight happen. It's, I came in, I tested negative, and then, yeah, like, um, what, what am I supposed to do? And then I tested positive. And then after I tested positive, as soon as I did, my manager tells me, like, oh, they're not going to pay you. Um, so I just said, <laughs> I told them, like, look it, um, I can handle being stuck in this place, but for them to not do the right thing and pay me, like, I just missed out on a month of wage, not only that, but uh, people don't understand how much fees you got to pay to even do a fight like like a trip like this. So, you know, I had to do an MRI, which was twelve hundred dollars. I pay for that. Even the COVID tests to get down there, they were three hundred and fifteen dollars each. So six hundred and thirty dollars I had to pay for Dave and I just to get a COVID test to even go to Singapore, which we tested negative on. And then I had to get an eye exam, medical, like uh, physical all this different stuff and like uh you know like uh people don't understand how much money actually goes into fighting like people think like you're gonna be making all this money but i'm barely breaking even when i'm fighting on the regional circuit like i'm almost breaking even like it's not even worth it like medicals and bc are very different to everywhere else in canada we have to make that very very clear because you guys have to pay for medical over in bc it's not free like it is here in Saskatchewan or Ontario or even Alberta. There's you have to pay a fee. Okay. So yeah, no, it is so expensive here. And say say this wasn't like COVID times. Honestly, I would have just taken a flight to Vegas, paid three hundred dollars for an MRI there, <laughs> spent a few nights having fun, hanging out, training, doing whatever, and then coming home. Yeah. That would have been the same price. Is me paying twelve hundred dollars for this one MRI here in Victoria, like crazy. And then, um, so yeah, they wouldn't pay. They wouldn't pay me nothing. So, and they still won't. They keep saying like, "Oh, it's not our fault you got COVID." I'm like, dude, man, like I put my health and everything on the line to come fight for you guys. Like I did everything I possibly could, and for you guys to just dismiss me. So, I've actually told my manager, I'm like, I'm not going back to Singapore. I told uh, my manager, I'm like, talk to whoever you got it to, terminate my contract. I do not want to fight for one championship anymore. Like, um, I was so excited, and I had all the hopes in the world of, like, 
being like this international fighter going there fighting whatever but at the end of the day like it's just not worth it and like i am scarred from singapore like after that experience of being there like i know me talking about it doesn't do it justify like, doesn't doesn't just it justify for like yeah definitely doesn't do it justice for like what we actually went through there like the food the heat just the the terrible living conditions like everyone thinks we're on vacation like having fun like oh you just hang in there guys like oh this will make you better people like who the hell are you to say that like you want to switch me places <laughs> no no you don't and then you know it's hard so- it's hard when you work so hard for something and the training camps and just the wear and tear <laughs> and just then you just it's literally Dave, like, like you had your bed. You, Dave ahead. and I are scarred from going there. Like, I don't want to go there. Dave doesn't want to go there. Like, and even the flights home, they had to give us the most worked around <laughs> route to get home you've ever seen in your life. Because now that we tested positive, we can't go into so many airports. So we had to fly like 14 hours to go to the Netherlands out of the way just to take another 11 hour flight back home. My God, man, like spending that much time on a plane, like my head is spinning still. Like I've only been this, you know, I got in yesterday. I've only been home for 24 hours and my head is just killing me right now. So after Um, all all said and done with this shit, obviously fighting for one championship, you don't want to do that. Where do you go from here? Like what do we, do we call up Dana White? Do we call up Scott Coker? Do we do some shit? Yeah. Yeah. So my biggest you know, for me right now, it's like I want to cancel my contract with one championship. I want to either talk to Bellator, which I was already talking to Bellator and UFC before the whole one championship signing. So I'd like to re-talk to them. I'm thinking now they'll probably be they'll probably say something stupid like, "Oh, we want you to have one more fight on the regional circuit." Sure, I don't care. I would rather fight in Canada or fight somewhere else close to home that I know of than being, you know, even risk being stuck in that thing again. Cause yeah, right now we can't test positive. You know, Dave and I are good for 90 days. We can't test positive. We can't get infected or whatever. But after that, it's unclear to me. Like, can we, can I still, so in a few months, say I go back to Singapore to fight for one championship again and I get flagged again and I have to go through this nightmare again. There's no way I'm like, I don't even want to risk that. If they if they told me before going for this fight, there's a 50-50 chance that this could happen, never oh, no. in my wildest imagination that I, I even thought this was a possibility of happening, I'd be like, nope, I'm not going. Oh. Like, uh, until COVID's over, like, hell no. Here, here's something that we're missing in this story, though. we got to go all the way back to the start. Do we even know where you guys contracted the virus from? No, I'm going to blame Dave and he's going to blame someone else. <laughs> because That's got I got it. I got, I got two days later. So I'm like, we're, I traveled to Dave the whole time and where I tested negative in Singapore and then tested positive a few days later, I wasn't around anyone else except no, except for people in the airport. But if he tested positive there, so who knows um, right now, it's kind of getting bad in BC where, I know way too many people that are testing positive and just in general. See, you guys but, are the only yeah. people that I personally know that have tested oh, yeah. positive for COVID. Nice. Only really? It's everywhere here, man. It's insane. I, I, you guys got to remember, though, I live in the middle of 
but fuck Idaho. Yeah. I <laughs> I compounded up as soon as the fucking COVID hit. I bought a goddamn house in the country. How's the fight going, Dave? You, you would wax either two of these guys, even the Rue, whatever his name is. So the guy that Kareel, your opponent. This is the other thing. We had a matchup that I was like, a we said yes to the number two contender already. He and then he couldn't get medical clear, so we got this Kareel guy, and I just think it was going to be a highlight reel. So so basically, long, he, at the at the end of this story, guys, um, we're not going back to Singapore ever again. That's a terrible idea. Fuck no. But Scott Coker. Dana White. I will Sean never Shelby. go back to Singapore as somebody, long as COVID still exists. Somebody get this guy a fucking fight. Oh my god, man. For sure. Bellator, Bellator no. or UFC. That's that's what I'm saying. My least favorite thing I ever did for fighting was the contender series. And honestly, I hate when people because when I got that fight, everyone's like, Oh, congratulations. It's like for what? I didn't sign I didn't sign with anybody. I'm doing this one off fight where there's so much pressure on me to do well in front of Dana White and everyone else that when everything came pushed under shove, it ended in such a lackluster way of just getting poked, thumb-knuckled in the eye or, like, closed my eye down. I'm like, wow, that was it. That was my whole life right there, just uh, everything down the drain. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get another shot, though. You'll get another shot at something here very soon. I hope Uh, so. You're too talented. Too talented of a guy right now in the heavyweight division, especially being a Canadian. We need more Canadian guys going. We got Tristan yeah. Connolly who's who's doing work over in the UFC. I feel bad for him that he just lost, but it was a fantastic fight. But yeah, you'll yeah. get you'll get something, wow. man. Don't uh, don't hang your head for too long. I know you guys got a few days left to quarantine, and you got to be by yourselves and, and do whatever you got to do. But at least you're home. Yeah. yeah, nothing's gonna nothing's gonna wash away that that taste of Singapore, that's no, for sure. Um, I just want to move past it now, move on to the next thing, and that's the thing. It's been at this point for me, it's been twenty seven days, still in quarantine, still in for another thirteen four, or twelve thirteen days. That by the time it's all said and done, it's going to have been six weeks of like total isolation time, which is. Pretty insane. That's a long time to be by yourself. Now, Dave, I got an interesting (laughs) message today about you. Um, BTC, uh, Chris Chapman. Yeah. I I saw it too. I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm, the other one of my goals to get back competing this year, like I was telling you. Dustin's kind of motivated me to get back on that. Um, Sorry. My mom is visiting right now too, as well. She's helped me. I'm moving on. I have to. I have to move on Saturday in quarantine. I don't know really okay. know the rules on that, but bought a condo here. Yeah, BTC June fifth or the next one, whenever. I'm look. Been the goal, Chris Chapman. The thing right, right now, but at, at TFA in the gym there, you know, it's a great time for Dave to get back into competition. Like we got so many specialists and high level guys for every situation. Like we got, you know. I'm sure you know who Rich, or maybe not, but uh, Rich Hood, he, he was a high-level grappler or jiu-jitsu guy. He got his, he got his black belt from Atos um, and Zuma, like, because uh, yeah. he, he used to go to Zuma. And then we got Sean Molly for wrestling. We also got John Fad, like, helping us with the wrestling. Those two guys are just incredible. And then, you know, for striking, I don't. I always play myself down, but we got me. We got Dave. Like Dave's a great striker. We got Cash, which is a good boxing coach. Like, um, 
we got a lot of like good people in terms of like, you know, specialists for wrestling, specialists for jujitsu, like striking and MMA. Like it's a great time for Dave to get back into it. And I'm more than willing to, to help get him, whip him into shape and get him fighting. Dustin's my manager. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Chris? anyone that wants Dave, uh, message me. I want that 10%. So Chris Jackman's <laughs> a tough fight too. He's he, I, former training partner of mine. So I, I got yeah, some, I'm actually I'm actually kind of buddies with him. Yeah, he's super nice kid, but he's super yeah, he talented too. He, yeah, he's really talented. So it'll be a really good fight. That's what I think. Really good that's fight, I like. like that's the thing. Like it's gonna be a high level fight, especially for Dave uh, making his pro debut and as such, you know, such a talent. It's not but, my know. first pick. I'll be honest; it wouldn't be my first pick. But for hey, exactly, exactly, yeah. But it's a heck for, of a it's a heck of a fight. fight, man. It's a real good fight. But I said the Dustin. I'll, I'll take anyone. I'll take has. any anyone with under four fights. For sure. I think Chapman's got sound like a bad more thing. than four fights. I think I think he's got around six. I think he's three. He's one. Well, I'm, I, I mean, like four pro. I'll take anyone under four pro, pro MMA fights. Okay. I don't really care. Like I said to Dustin, I mean Dustin knows I'm comfortable. I'm. Yeah, you know it's funny because like you look at people's um their pro records and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, he's only had four fights. But a lot of times they don't look at their amateur records. Like, um, yeah. and some of these guys they have pretty extensive amateur careers. Like they like ten and one or ten and two, or even eight and five. Like that's a lot of experience, and people seem to wash it away. Oh, it was just amateur. That's a fight. Same shit. No matter how you look yeah. at it, it's a fight. It's another guy that's coming to knock your head off your shoulders. Like yep. um, when I, I only did one amateur fight before I went pro and nothing about it felt any more amateur than my pro, my actual pro debut. I remember coming out there and trying to kill that guy. Yep. The same reason, the same thing I did in my pro fight. Like what separates the two? The only difference is I didn't get a paycheck and I couldn't elbow him in the face. Um, Basically, it a little bit bigger gloves, but the two ounces don't make a fucking yeah, difference. Two anymore. ounces? What is that really doing? They still use it. bigger gloves in boxing. So, hey man, I yeah. Back to that pro. question. Back to that question. Pretty much just whatever. I'll just do whatever. Ask Dustin. It doesn't matter the opponent. Five, five or four fights and under, and I'll pretty much fight anyway. I'd love to realm. see you get back in there again. It's been a long time, dude. Yeah, we'll tie a land and those. Four, three, four years, three, four years, yeah, four years maybe. That's a long time. And we've been and in ready there, like, to go. That's what me and Dustin said. We've been in the gym every day. I mean, that's the thing about Cole. Oh, we're training. We got a really good setup right now. Like, we got a close yeah. uh, net group of guys that we train with, and we keep it. You know, we're all pushing each other hard. And it's that's a, it's the a thing. Yeah, it's a line down in there. I'm always going out of my comfort zone to train with specialists. Like, uh, we got this. Who's that Brandon guy from Island MMA? Um, Brandon, geez, one, one of guy. one of Jason Heights guys. Like he's a specialist in boxing. He was like third in Canada or like one nationals or something for heavyweight. Like when I fight these guys, I always fight them in their their martial arts. So it's like when I'm going with Brandon, you know, we're only doing boxing. Yeah. If I'm going with uh, well, no one wants Rich, to go. That's why we're doing we're doing we're doing jujitsu. If I'm doing wrestling, I'm doing. You know, with Sean, like I'm just always doing that. It's not too often I get these guys to do MMA with me. Yeah. 
they're not they're not trying to get better at MMA. So it's just me trying to get better in the, each individual sport that I'm doing here. And that's what that's what makes it hard as a fighter because it, you should be getting your ass kicked when you're in the gym. And when I'm training with specialists all the time in their field, I always feel like I suck because like I don't do jits five days a week like these guys do, or wrestling five days a week like Sean Molly does, or I'm not doing boxing six days a week like Brandon does. Like I'm doing one of these things twice a week. You know, yeah. I'll do grappling two to three times a week, wrestling one to two times a week. You know, I'm trying to get it in where I can. So I, I'm just trying to be good at everything, not great at anything specifically. And yeah, I'm getting my ass kicked. But when I put it together in MMA, I do really well with it. Yeah, you got to stick with what's working for you. I remember back in the day training with you, and we do MMA rounds. I ain't shooting on mm-hmm. you. You're too fucking big. No. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I don't even like shooting on other heavyweights, man. Like, if they sprawl, a lot of energy. Will wreck my, and that too, man. But that's why yeah. I've been doing so much wrestling for for fight training is because nothing is better than that kind of cardio training than wrestling. Look at Khabib. Who else can go five, five-minute rounds and still look fresh at the end of the fifth? Not, there's not too many yeah, guys. The pace is wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's insane. Wrestlers, is that fight still going? Just snooze fast right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you would, this either one of these guys would have been a good matchup. Well, that, see, that King Dustin, guy, he's, got, Dustin, he's got a lot of hype. He's got a lot of hype behind. Yeah, him but he's like you move where you move really well. That's the one of your biggest assets of standards. You know, Dustin yeah. moves like a. I mean, you're kind of a hybrid between a heavyweight and a light heavyweight. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, your since, flexibility is since I've seen flexibility you, is insane. Since I've seen you, you've trimmed down a hell of a lot. I know, like big time. I. Um, since COVID, though, I think I put on like ten pounds because I just laid that's, around eating pizza and stuff all day. That's fine. You're a heavyweight. Well, Carl, the guy, the guy who fought in Philly, the guy we guy that Dustin fought in Philly was came in at like tipping the scale to two sixty five, and Dustin, you hopped on two thirty two. Thirty five pounds more than me, or something. Like that. Yeah. So I remember, but, I remember the day Dustin walked into Zuma, and he jumped up and threw a spinning roundhouse kick, and I was like, well, "Who the <laughs> fuck is this?" The fucking David hey, Carradine man. from the Kung Fu Legend continues. What's going on here? He's huge. I remember. So I remember Sarah used to get mad at me yeah. for doing fancy kicks. She's like, "Don't be all fancy." And then and when I fought Chris Catella and I got the head kick knockout, and I I tried the spinning heel kick. After that, they were all for me practicing fancy. Kicks. <laughs> like, yeah, no, do it. Just jumping spinning heel, anything you can get those highlight reel knockouts. Suddenly they're they're. Tune change real fast. Yeah, I remember he came in, he jumped up in the air, did a spinning back kick or whatever the fuck it was. I was like, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. This is the biggest, Started. most athletic heavy, heavyweight guy I've ever seen in my life. He ducked it. That would have been <laughs> even crazier if I hit it. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> kickbox. Yeah, you're dusting your. Yeah, the flexibility and. Super athletic. It's not fun sparring you. I have to pretend to be. We got a gym full of heavyweights right now, Sean Molly. Me pretending to be a heavyweight, I've put on some weight. What are you weighing right yeah, now? Yeah, we got some. We got. They were the only big guy. I'm, I'm like two oh two oh five right now. Oh, that's not bad. Only gym in the city where we have like six or seven heavyweights right now. Wow. And you know, it's high tower so is six foot eight. Six eight, like he's he's trimming down. What is he trimming down for? Because he wants a bungee jump or something. I don't know. <laughs> So, something stupid something for it, or or parachuting, isn't it? Yeah, you have to be Sky like diving. under two forty. 
Sky, scary, yeah, yeah. Dude, this guy, this guy got punched in the neck at the end of the round. Punched in the neck. He did a soccer dive, bro, at the buzzer, and now he's he's down. Who? Which one? Getting up. That white guy. Rug. No. Oh, really? He's not getting up. I I fuck him. He, he got hit in the neck like this. Punched in the neck when the bu- the bell rang, and then he looked over and he just. Oh, here it is. Wait for it. Oh, he's down. Oh, wow. That w- that was delayed. Oh, he's down. He's <laughs> looking for that paycheck, delayed. baby. You know, I, I don't like, you know, I don't, I have too much pride to do stuff like that. When I got poked in the eye, like, I honestly couldn't see my, my eye was closed. It's not like I was hurt. I told the doctors I'm fine. I just, I literally can't see, like, my eyes shut. But if you watch that, that, um, the Eddie Alvarez fight in one championship, when he hit that guy in the back of the head, like yeah. the one or two times, and he just laid out, or even that um, the Jake Paul uh, Ben Askren fight, the the co-main event where the guy got liver punched or whatever it was, and he was acting like he got groin shot and he was down for twenty minutes. I would have way too much pride to ever act like I was hurt. When I fought Carl in Philly, he nearly broke my leg with kicks. But at not one point did I ever make it seem like I was ever hurt. I, I still walked on it normally. I I still continued the fight. But afterwards, when we went to the back, I needed a stretcher to be carried off. Like, I could not walk at all. <laughs> but during a fight, and like I tell myself, I'm like, there's 15 minutes. I can, no matter how hard, like, hurt I am, I'm fine. And for 15 minutes, and, like, uh, when I fought Chow Machado, in the very end of the third round, so I, I had 10 minutes left of that fight because it was a championship fight. I threw my back out trying to do a double leg to him for some stupid reason because I'm that great at wrestling. I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, bro, bro, this guy's leaving on a stretcher. Oh, my God. I He's hope leaving he on a stretcher. Hold on. This is so insane. Awesome. What do we got? What is up with one, bro? First out of- Stretcher. We're talking a stretcher for a neck punch. You got punched here, not in the back of the head. What? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He punched in the throat. And that's the guy you're supposed to fight. That was the guy. It was at the buzzer, though. It doesn't matter. You can't. I, you can't be saved by the bell. Not well, in MMA, you can't be in boxing. You can MMA, you can't be saved by the bell. What is it, dude? Singapore's curse, bro. <laughs> well, let, let's wrap oh, fuck. this fucking thing up, and we can talk shit off yeah. the air a little bit. But uh, <laughs> Dustin, sorry, boys, got... do you have any parting words you want to say to anybody? You want to thank your sponsors? Are you didn't get to do a fight night? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, um. I really appreciate the guys that did help me for my sponsorship. Like I had um, Kanika Gold. They're, uh, it's my um, my cousin's company. I want to thank them a lot. And Dixie Drywall. As always, Universal Supplements. Um, Emmanuel Parento, like uh, pain relief, rehabilitation for always fixing me up when I'm broken. JRP Cement Finishing. Um well, so we got we got Andy Foda. He he, he uh, supported me for this fight too, like uh, financially and stuff like that. So I really appreciate him. 
And I think that's everyone that I can think of at the moment. Dave? Yeah, I just want to thank you. Just shout out for now that we're and back. TFA and TFA and Dave and all that stuff. Thank you for Dave for coming with me to Singapore and sharing that hellish nightmare with me. Because uh, if I had to do that by myself, I don't know if I could have. <laughs> Some parting words just that we're back in Canada now. And uh, just thankful that hellish month is behind us. But, you know, with, with anything in life, you know, tough times always leads to there's always usually a light at the end of the tunnel. And the tunnel is... Obviously, Dustin and I, if we were still friends after 23 days in a room together, you know, we're, you know, uh-huh. well, we, uh, we yeah. got that. And, and we, then, we share, uh, we share, so that's the thing. We shared a, a good solid eight, nine days together. Um, yeah. And the one thing I can say that's funny about Dave is anytime he tells a story, and you know, Dave, Dave's a very popular guy, very charismatic. He's got people phoning him day in and day out. Every time he's explaining the story of what's going on, enthusiasm is at a full 110% <laughs> every damn time. And, like, I'm always on my bed. Like, it's funny because Dave says I'm patient. I'm just sitting there. Like, I don't want to talk to anyone. So I'm just, like, watching um, Netflix on my phone or playing GTA San Andreas on my iPad, just trying to kill the time. And Dave's always like, bro, so they're, like, shooing us away. We're, like, we get two tater tots. And like every story he's like talking about, it, it's just blown on. I'm like, dude, I'm like so many times I wanted to be like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, <laughs> but like, no, it's, I was, I was super happy to have him. Like, I didn't realize how much I loved having him there until he left. Yeah. That four days I had to spend there by myself, man, it seemed like a slug crawl. Like, it's just, he missed my storytelling. You hear that? Trickle that time. That time I'm just trickled by once he left. It was brutal, but no, it was great. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> and that's Dave's like opening 10 different drinks at once, taking a few sips, throwing it off to the side. He's like drinking my Coke Zero. I'm like, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, there's always going to be things that, you know, I've never lived with another guy before. So, like, don't touch my, don't touch my drinks, man. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this one uh, looking for, up. Looking forward to the future, man. Looking forward to the future. Dustin, we're going to get oh, Dustin. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Dana White, Sean Shelby. I can't wait to get back competing, fighting again. Uh, just, UFC. Yeah, you, I want my name on the Can't wait to get this COVID shit behind us. And hopefully, we're hopefully. going to keep pushing forward, man. That's it. Hopefully that all happens. Let's get the fuck out of here. Guys, I forgot to mention one of my sponsors, uh, Sovereign Extracts. They make the best CBD on the planet. Vaporizer tips. You can get it in drops. Uh, You guys can find all of my promo codes, Linktree uh, forward slash the final shot podcast. Go there, click the links, and uh, save yourself some money. Guys, that's the final shot.